I wonder how your multitasking game is. For me personally, I find it a real stressor if I have to concentrate on lots of different things all at once. I am not good at multitasking, or at least I certainly don't enjoy it. I find that when I do do it, my performance in each of the given tasks is way lower than I would like it to be. And even if I do get them all done, generally, I don't do it to the standard that I had really wanted. Variety might be the spice of life, but it can be hard to fully engage in something when you're also trying really hard to fully engage in something else completely different. We've been working our way through the Beatitudes, the short blessed are statements at the beginning of Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount that's recorded for us in the Bible. We're on to the sixth one this week, and it's found in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 8. It's, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. I know what you're thinking. What does purity have to do with multitasking, Adam? Well, it's a good question. I think when I read through this beatitude at surface level, what I normally read, what I normally hear is, blessed are those who don't sin and never want to, blah, 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 blah. And it sort of tails off at the end because when I read that and I hear it that way, I just write it off as something unattainable. Another one to go on the spiritual to-do list, but not something that I could realistically do. Because, you know, none of us are not sinful and certainly none of us never have a desire to do something that we oughtn't. But actually the word purity in that sense is being used in the same way as perfection. But purity and perfection are not always the same thing. Let's turn for a moment to Psalm 24. In verse 4, the psalmist, the person writing the psalm, answers the question of who can be in God's presence by saying, Those who have clean hands and pure hearts, who do not lift up their souls to what is false and do not swear deceitfully. Clean hands and a pure heart. Well, the clean hands bit seems very familiar. We're all used to washing our hands by now. And that's more about not turning away from God in our actions, about not being sinful. But the pure hearts bit is a little bit different. If clean hands is a bit like perfection in our actions, then pure hearts, well, what's that about? It's about having a heart that is undivided, that's pure. A heart that is only after one thing. It's not going after lots of different things at the same time. The writer of the psalm is referring to a priest um, as the only one that can enter the Holy of Holies, which is the place at the time of writing where the Jewish people um, believed that God's presence was. Now, the priest was set aside from the rest of the people. They had one purpose, God's purpose. They were meant exclusively for God's work. And everything they did was to be towards that end. Each morning, my eldest son, he's two years old, 
He knows that a new day has come because the clock in his room changes from yellow, sorry, from blue to yellow, and a sunshine appears on his face. And you hear him call, the sunshine did come up. And he's asking for one of us to come in and get him up. Another important thing to know about him is that he loves trains. Now, one morning last week, uh, before I'd heard about the sunshine coming up, I heard some odd noises coming from his room. Something funny was going on. And then when I did go in, I was immediately warned to watch out of the way or my train, his cot, might bump into me. Now, he can play with trains all day. He can watch a TV show about trains. He can go and see the real thing zooming past outside. He can read a bedtime story about trains and he's still not trained out. Come the next morning, he will still be playing trains in his cot while he waits for a new day to begin. It it challenges me because that single-heartedness, well, do I have that in my life? I think to myself, do I love anything as much as that? If I were asked what I loved the most, I would answer Jesus without hesitation. But how often do I jump out of bed and I start going after something that isn't Jesus? Even if I do spend time with God first thing, I'm often thinking about what I might do next or maybe what I might have for breakfast. Rather than being fully invested, immersed in my time with Jesus. I want to turn to another part of the Bible now. It's a letter written by an early church leader called James. Not our James, he's not that old. But it's a book that I often quite like to avoid, this one. To be honest, it's because it's just really challenging. It throws challenge after challenge at you um, and leaves you realising how much work there is still to be done. In one part of this letter, James addresses the issue of having a divided heart. He says it's not possible to be fully going after God if you're also going after the things of this world. He writes, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Having divided loyalties makes it impossible to go after either thing fully. It makes us what James calls double-minded. Just a bit later on in the Sermon of the Mount after the Beatitudes, Jesus himself goes on to say that it's impossible to serve two masters. If we want to see Jesus, if we want to look full in his wonderful face, as the the, the hymn says, then we must have Jesus as our primary focus our single heart's desire. Our hearts can't be divided. When we wake in the morning, we should surely be as enthusiastic about Jesus as a toddler might be about trains. It may well be possible for us to produce passable work at the same time as being on Zoom while simultaneously looking after the kids, maybe cooking something as well. I mean, perhaps that's just multitasking. And if you crack that, Please do let me know how. But when it comes to our hearts, our souls, the centre of our being, 
multi-hearting is not possible. And when we try, we're just left dissatisfied. On the other hand, the pure in heart are blessed. In sports like biking or canoeing, it's important to focus on where you want to be. As soon as you get fixated on that huge rock that you're trying to ignore, uh, sorry, that you're trying to avoid, you start being irresistibly drawn towards it. Instead, our focus should be on the route around the obstacle, where we want to be. The Bible says that the only way to be fully fulfilled in this life is to have a relationship with Jesus. By having God as our heart's desire. Ultimately, if our heart is going after something else, then we're always going to feel unfulfilled. We might be trying to balance God with other desires, like a deep desire for money, wanting to control our own well-being and security. Or maybe we're a bit fixated on how other people perceive us, whether that's uh, based on looks or achievements or status. Maybe we're just chasing after fun and that becomes our heart's desire, whether it's sex, drugs or rock and roll or something else completely. Now, much of this stuff, when in its proper place, is great. But when it becomes our primary focus, our sole purpose, the thing that our heart's going after, well, it's always going to fall short. True fulfillment comes when we focus wholly on Jesus. It doesn't mean that we can only do church stuff or that we can never have fun ever again. Um, And it doesn't mean that we can't do anything except from reading the Bible and praying. Actually, instead, it means that the other things we do serve our primary purpose, our heart's pure desire. They all serve Jesus. When we do this, we start to become more like Jesus Not against our will, but because when Jesus is our heart's desire, our hearts desire Jesus and Jesus' desires rule our hearts. When our heart is purely for God, we draw closer to God. We see him and we begin to see things like him. I wonder if there's anything in your life that you're allowing to water down your heart for Jesus. For me, even trying to make Jesus my soul's sole desire can in itself become a focus that actually waters down my heart for Jesus. I wonder what it is in your life. It might be a different thing today than it was yesterday or next week. But is there anything that you're allowing to share the space that's meant only for Jesus. Now take what you find, spend some time, ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you and take what you find to Jesus. Say sorry for the ways that we've put him to one side and allowed other things to take precedent. 
and ask him to fill that position of first in your heart again. Let's purify our hearts because blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God.